Morning Glory and hallelujah, everybody. Welcome to the morning after with Nick and Big J. My name is Nick. There's Big J right over there. Hello. Here we are on a Thursday morning, the 18th day of February 2021. Hopefully it's been a good week for you and yours. Hopefully you have some exciting things to do this weekend. Hopefully things aren't terrible for you. These are the things that I hope. Jeez. Yeah, well, listen, it seems to be a world of extremes we live in. And things are either over the moon or way in the dumps. And I'm going for over the moon for everybody. At least that's my hope. I know it can't be possibly true for everybody. But ever the optimist, Big J, you know me. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Always looking on the bright I side. I don't, that's, uh, you're talking yourself up today. Yeah, usually the opposite of that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, welcome to the show. Today on it, we will have an opportunity for you to enjoy a nerd alert, courtesy of Big J. We have a chance for you to win some bogus basin, either day or evening passes coming your way as well. So if you want some free skiing, that's definitely going to happen today. And then we're qualifying people for these great season passes that we have, like a $500 value. And it'll get you in there whenever you want for the rest of this season and all of next year as well. So there is some pretty cool things. If you're a, you know, ski addict and you want to go up to the mountain a bunch and have some good times, it would be a good week or two to tune into the morning after. We got you covered there for sure. Can you can you imagine this, Nick? Big J, passionate about skiing. Uh, well, yeah, sure. I, I mean, I caught the ass end of it. Yeah, I, yeah. You know, it really, I don't think, I, I don't know if it was losing your phone on the mountain no. that really turned you off to no. it. No. But I do remember that was the last time, really, you went skiing. But yeah, when we first did, no, when, I, was, when I first got here, we did the board bus all the time. You were totally into it. That was uh, that was not the end of my skiing. Uh, more more of my back injuries were. That that'll so, make sense. Uh, but man, I used to. God, I used to love skiing. I did too. I took uh, like an agony at the feet fall down a mountain when I was uh, 16, and that pretty much ended my uh, my joy of the sport. Uh, from then on, whenever we went skiing, I would spend most of the time in the lodge just getting hammered. But <laughs> Well, that was what the board bus was all about. That's very true. The, and it's crazy you think about that, being hammered, skiing down a hill, going like 50 miles an hour. Bad, bad combination. I always used to love the, uh, the, the board bus just for the dichotomy of it because we would go up and there would be beer and it would be rowdy. And then on the way back, it's the quietest mm-hmm. You know, just so serene bus ride back to the Treasure Valley because everybody's all like, you know, absolutely pretty much hammered. Plus, they're all worn out from a day on the mountain, and it was fun. Uh, and uh, that brings back some good memories. The silence the broken after. by vomiting. <laughs> Usually, yeah. uh, that is true. And then uh, the driver screaming at us to give a, the deposit um, <laughs> as he dropped everybody off in the parking lot of the Home Depot. Anyway, uh, that's going to happen on the show today for sure. Not only that, but we also have some additional fun planned and some music, like some Soundgarden to kick off the show. Outshined is how we're starting things off here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J on the X-Rocks. In the news today. On The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, The Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444 or chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. Here we go, Big J. The testing of wastewater from several Ada County cities has identified the presence of the two variants of the virus that causes COVID-19, according to officials. 
Idaho health officials have been warning that the variants that were first discovered, of course, in California and the UK would likely be here in Idaho soon if they weren't already. And this evidence proves that they probably are. Officials say the level of variant virus found was low, each version making up about 2% of the virus's sequence. But still, in the testing that's been done, Idaho has not yet detected the presence of either variants and variant in any individual who has tested positive for COVID-19. So you can take that as a good sign or a scary sign. Basically, uh, you know, they've uh, they've been testing our poops, Big J, you understand? Right, I get it. And they found the variant, which means that whoever has brought it in hasn't been tested here in Idaho or doesn't know that they have it. One of the two. Scientists so say... So we need to hunt that person down. <laughs> no, it's not like that. Oh. But scientists say the variant virus may spread more quickly and be more contagious than the original strain. Uh, not yet clear whether the variants will mean more serious illness or an increased chance of death in those who catch them. That's too early to tell. We just know that these are a little bit more of a dangerous version of COVID-19. So mm-hmm. it's here. Be careful, I guess. Uh, continue to take precautions and protect yourself and your family is the idea. That never should have changed, in case you're curious. Major League Baseball's spring training got underway yesterday with pitchers and catchers reporting to prepare for what will be a full season this year. After they played only an abbreviated 60-game season last year due to the pandemic, there will be even a tougher COVID protocols this year, including players, staffers, and team personnel being required to wear electronic tracing wristbands, so they're not messing around in Major League Baseball. Toronto, as a matter of fact, is going to have to play a bunch of their games to begin the season down in their spring training facility in Florida because Canada still has uh, rigorous COVID-19 protocols in place, and they aren't allowing live sports. So in order for Toronto to play, they got to go down to Florida to get that done, and that may last until the All-Star break, Big J, which is a big chunk of games. But, you know, uh, there's a fan situation that varies from market to market, all that kind of stuff. So get ready. Get ready for the Golden Globes, my friend. Renee Zellweger, one of your favorites, Aquafina. Kristen Wiig, Joaquin Phoenix, all set to present awards at the 78th Golden Globe Awards on Sunday, February 28th. Tina Fey and Amy Poehler, or as Big J calls her, Amy Fowler, will host from separate coasts. The 78th Golden Globes will air on Sunday, February 28th. It'll be on NBC, and it will all be virtual, Big J. Do you think people will care? Um... I mean, if you want to be entertained, sure. There's some entertaining people there. I still feel like the award shows have suffered the fate of the internet. Meaning, uh, there is now no longer any reason for us to tune into a three and a half hour awards broadcast. When uh, we can get clips and highlights of what is the most entertaining part of that broadcast. It's simply 20 minutes after it all happens. You know what I'm saying? And, and what used to be, you know, the only option on TV when we were kids no longer is that. Everything is on demand. Everything is different. We don't have, we have no reason to watch these things live. It's not like it's a sporting event. It's one of those deals where you can look the next day in the paper and go, oh, all those people won. Cool. Or on the internet, not on the paper. But you know what I mean? It's just one of those deals where I don't feel, that's why I feel like award shows have gone down in ratings. I don't think there's a lack of interest. I just feel like we don't have the intention span to watch a three and a half hour award show broadcast anymore. Filled with 90% of awards we could give a rat's ass about. Well, yeah, so I think there's the highlight right there is some of the stuff that more we wouldn't really give a rat's ass about 
we don't have to see we just see the stuff we want i don't know if it has as much to do with attention span as it has to do with bad content sure but that you content know? was always bad it was worse back right, then. right but we were stuck having to saying. watch it it's, what I'm saying. it's not like oh i can't i can't handle watching something three hours why do i need to watch something three hours like you noted with that the hotel cecil or whatever yes on netflix yes this should only be one or two episodes as a, vo- a version to 10 which i've seen hundreds of people commenting about like this is dumb why is this 10 episodes it it's only four have to be. but still i it right. doesn't have to be four hours worth of that show right exactly. that show a uh, stretched 15 minutes worth of stuff into four hours and gave you a bunch of theories that only the show posed and then answered those questions that they posed themselves that nobody else was asking and so it's just like oh my god what a waste of time but either way i understand what you're saying either way it's going to be on your tv and you can watch it if you want or you can check out the clips the following day or 20 minutes after the show happens your call Jay's Nerd Alert on 100.3 The X Rocks. Nintendo had an online event yesterday called Direct. Lasted about 50 minutes, Nick. Inside that 50 minutes, they outlined a lot of new things coming into the Nintendo sphere for the next year. Some titles like Super Smash Bros. Ultimate Fighters, Nick, a new Mario Golf game. Also among the big news was Fall Guys heading to Switch this summer and something called Famcom Detective Club, which is a visual novel that will make its way to the U.S. for the first time later this year. Oh, and Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword will be coming to the Switch. One of the very notable games announced was something called Star Wars Hunter for the Switch, Nick, and it will be a free-to-play game full of Jedi stormtroopers and wookies all right judging from the teaser trailer it will definitely have an arena of some type and this game is being made by zynga who last week i had mentioned in the nerd alert would be making a mobile game for star wars so this could be that game along with it going out to mobile phones does it look like it's a button smashing fighter game kind of a thing uh hard to say it doesn't really get into that really in the in the teaser trailer it's real brief but uh there's a lot of star warsy things does it look like Nintendo y though? Is that you know what I'm, no, what I'm saying? No, not okay. really. No. Nope. Uh, Nick, Sony is uh, has had a class action lawsuit filed against him in the state of New York for violating consumer fraud statutes and breaching warranty agreements due to a defect with the PS5 DualSense wireless controllers. Now, the defect, often referred to as stick drift, where characters or other elements on screen move without the use manipulation of the controller joystick, the complaint says that this defect significantly interferes with the gameplay and thus com- compromises the DualSense controllers' core function. The suit also alleges that consumers uh, who return controllers for in-warranty repairs related to drift have to pay for shipping the controller to Sony Repair Center, and Sony does not reimburse customers for these shipping costs. The lawsuit seeks to make Sony implement or recall a free replacement program to address the issues for all class members in addition to other relief such as damaged payments to compensate consumers for out-of-pocket expenses to fix the alleged defect. Now, this is something that really happened in the first batch of controllers that came out, and it's not something that is just... Uh, a Sony issue. Uh, this happens to actually most of the controllers out there for whatever reason. There are some fixes here and there, but it's the way that Sony's customer service is handling this that is uh, bringing about this class action lawsuit. Is it happening a bunch? 
Uh, the, yes. Okay. Um, and and you know I I've had this happen to me a few times with my Xbox controller, but it's never been that big of an issue. But you know for this new Dual Sense, it's you know just Sony's customer service has never really been superb. So this is part of that, and we'll see how much larger this class action lawsuit gets. True. Uh, Google is adding payments features to Maps to help users who need to move around town during the pandemic. So this app uh, now lets you handle your parking fees in more than 400 U.S. cities and transport fares at upwards of 80 uh, transit agencies around the world. So with more people uh, turning to their smartphones amid lockdowns for everyday essentials, including shopping and food delivery, Google claims this is another way to stay safe by avoiding direct contact with public services, of course, uh, surfaces. Of course, the updates will also come in handy when restrictions begin to lift. Both features are powered by Google Pay and are as straightforward as you'd expect. Starting today, you can pay your parking meter from driving navigation in Maps thanks to an integration with on-demand mobile parking providers like Park Mobile and Passport. Just tap the Pay for Parking button that appears as you approach your destination, enter your meter number, and the amount of time you'll need to park and select Pay. So I, I don't know for 100% fact that this will work here in the Treasure Valley, but we do have Park Mobile. Yeah. Uh, so I would, I've used I, it. I, I I've got it on my phone. Yeah, and it's a great app to have. So I would assume that that means that, that we would probably be okay to use the Google Maps to go ahead and pay your parking right there, which seems like a pretty damn good innovation. If you need it, yeah. I mean, uh, it depends on whether or not you got maps already open. If not, it's probably just as comparable uh, to having the Park Mobile app. But I understand where it certainly would come in handy. And one less app that you'd have to open in order to get it done. So that's good. That your Nerd Alert? That's the Nerd Alert. Beautiful. Thank you, Radio's Big J. Uh, everything you need to know about technology in one beautiful segment. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by The Advocates. If you have been injured due to somebody else's negligence, The Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444 or chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. Big J, would you be willing to bet your own money on everyday events? Sure. Great. There's a new trading platform coming for you. It's called Kalshi, and it will be allowing users to place bets on yes or no questions that predict future events. For instance, in 2020, Kalshi could have asked if a COVID-19 vaccine will be approved by the end of the year. Paying out a dollar to any user who bought a single contract guessing yes, and nothing to those who picked no. The app is hoping to bring in users who are trying to mitigate losses and potential future events by betting that the thing they don't want to happen actually will. The Kalshi app comes after the incredible popularity and then downfall, of course, of the free trading app Robinhood, which plays more in the stock market. This, of course, you're gambling a little bit more on real-life events. So a little bit more of a give-and-take, a little bit more of a direct yes-or-no kind of approach. I'm not sure it's going to be legal everywhere, if that makes sense. It's not available here now, but it is huge overseas. It has been building up quite the following, and now they want to expand into the United States. My guess is if your state has some sort of gambling that allows it to be legal, uh, much like, you know, the FanDuel stuff, it's going to be okay. But as you know, Idaho doesn't allow that stuff. Yeah, I mean, we don't. Idaho doesn't allow anything fun. That is correct. Can't have that kind of fun. And so I'm guessing that even if it does come to the states, it probably won't come to this state. But... It is interesting, and you know as well as I do, there are plenty of ways around it. Your FanDuel account is a great example of that. Big it is? Yeah. 
You're not supposed to have it, but look at you. I'm not even, I can't even access it. Fernando Tatis Jr. agreed to a pretty big deal with the San Diego Padres yesterday. So a nice reminder, regardless of the popularity of the sport, Big J, if you want your kid to make a bunch of money, teach them how to hit a baseball. Do you understand me? Because that is where the money continues to be. 14 yeah, years. Teach them how to throw it. Yeah. 14 years, $340 million. Well, no, these the, the hitters are making more than the pitchers these days. Yeah, the pitchers have to work less, though. That's uh, true. But, uh, you know. <laughs> I'm going to teach my kid how to be lazy. That's, I got it. I think they've. I think you could probably be a pro in that particular world. But what the? 14 years, $340 million is what he signed on to with the San Diego Padres. He's 22 years old. That is the third biggest deal in Major League history. He is entering his third year and starting the Major League Baseball uh, career with the Padres. So he'll be a Padre for life. It also includes a straight-up no-trade clause for the entire 14 years. So he is going to be set in San Diego for a while. Padres looking to make a run, it looks like. Between some of the trades they made in the offseason, they are trying to cash in this year, and we'll see if that extension is part of it. Well, Big J, things continue to get ugly with Chris Cornell's widow, Vicky Cornell, and the band members in Soundgarden. There has been a lawsuit filed against Soundgarden by Vicky Cornell because she and the band's remaining three members can't reach an agreement over a buyout price. The band has offered her about $300,000 for Chris's share, but Vicky claims that the amount is less than she received for a share of just 2018's Royalty Masters from Soundgarden. Vicky also claims the offer is unfair in light of a $16 million offer made by an outside investor for Soundgarden's Masters. So the lawsuit has asked the court to value the band's assets, and then maybe, just maybe, whatever deal is struck will be made based on that. Now, if you're keeping track, this also is not the first time these two parties have been involved in a lawsuit. Vicky previously sued Soundgarden in 2019 over the royalties and rights to seven unreleased recordings that Soundgarden had put together. So this has been ugly. It continues to be ugly, and it probably isn't going to get unugly anytime soon, if that makes sense. So if you've been waiting for new Soundgarden, you're going to hear a lot of new Chris Cornell before you hear any of that. There is plenty of Soundgarden in the can now. Keep that in mind. But none of it can be released until any of this stuff is all figured out. Do you think that the uh, the current members of Soundgarden are being unfair here? <sighs> it, it, I mean, you kind of have to treat her like you would treat Chris. Yeah. And that's not what's happening. It's hard It's hard to know without knowing the entire true story because all we're getting right now is one side of the argument. Right. Yep. And based on this, it, it totally feels like Soundgarden is trying to at least pull one over on her. But I don't know this guy's side of the story. So it's difficult for me to make a full-on decision. From this angle, it looks pretty shady. But I don't know what the other side is. I don't know if the $16 million offer is a real thing. Yeah. I don't know how much any of this stuff is actually worth. I don't know what even a buyout means. I, you know what I mean? I mean, I get the general idea, but I don't know if it means like they're just giving her $300,000 for her to go away or it's $300,000 for this particular batch of songs and she'll also be involved in the royalties or there's a percentage involved in that. There's a lot of details that are left out of the story. Either way, they haven't gotten along for a while. And so it's not surprising that they're still not. It just sucks that this is holding up the release of Soundgarden music that we could all be enjoying. But it'll all come out eventually. It's just going to take a couple lawsuits before that happens. 
with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. The United Kingdom is where we are going for today's We're Going to Hell story. And we're going to play a little game called Medical Conditions I Bet You Didn't Know Existed. If you had to guess, Big J, what would you guess Rapunzel Syndrome was? Rapunzel! Um, I don't remember Rapunzel's story, so... (laughs) That's where I should have made a story up, I guess, but... Uh, you rem- uh, let me refresh your memory about the Rapunzel story, and that may make you uh, help build a hypothesis. Uh, I'll even give you just one line that should refresh your memory. Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your hair. Now, do you remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, he was a headbanger. He had way too much hair. No, Rapunzel's a woman. Oh. And she was trapped in a tower, and the <laughs> I... prince that came to rescue her uh, climbed up her hair to do so. You understand? Okay. Yeah, I don't remember any of that. Clearly. Uh, and so, uh, the Rapunzel syndrome apparently is a syndrome in which, and it's not, I would say, directly uncommon. It's one of the more common ones if you're going to have a syndrome like this. But basically, it is where somebody uncontrollably eats their hair. Oh. Now, uh, you have enough cats to know what happens when you eat hair. Yes, Big J? Yeah. You throw it up. <laughs> right. <laughs> a little thing called a hairball happens. And... A teen in the UK who compulsively ate her own hair ended up developing a massive hairball in her stomach so big that it ended up tearing a hole through her stomach wall. The oval-shaped hairball ended up being 19 inches long. Oh my god! And completely filled her stomach, according to the report that was published last week in the New England Journal of Medicine. 17-year-old initially went to the hospital, fainting twice, bruising her face and and basically causing some concussions-like syndromes, and so they tried to figure out what the heck was going on. They started with their brain, and then they realized, hang on, she's eating her hair. Uh, They noticed a mass in the girl's upper abdomen when they did an MRI, and the teen said she had experienced intermittent abdominal pain for the past five months, but that had worsened two weeks prior to her hospital visit. So... They went inside, and they revealed a grossly distended stomach, a large mass inside, and a tear in the stomach wall. So, it's Rapunzel syndrome. They had to go in and operate. They took out the 19-inch-long hairball that was stuck in her stomach, repaired the hole in her stomach wall, and then weighed the hairball. Big J, any guesses? How much the hairball weighed? 19 inches long. I'm going to go with 35 pounds. 35 pounds is a bit high. It was 16 pounds. Still a lot. A lot, a lot of hair in this woman's stomach. Of course, uh, you know, then she has to get, you know, somewhat treatment for being able to stop, you know, eating her hair. Otherwise, it's going to happen again and again and again. So they're in talks with her about that. The good news is she's going to be okay. The bad news is, you know, when you have a 16-pound hairball in your stomach, that's going to do some damage to you, and it's probably not a good thing that it was 19 inches long either. So, now you know what Rapunzel Syndrome is. Now you know, Big J, to stop eating your own hair. And you also know what it takes to get that hair out of your body, and it includes a bunch of surgery, which is never good. Poor cats. Right. Well, usually they, they, they deal with it long before it gets to be 16 pounds. So there's that. Either way, it's not fun. But, you know, if your body's covered in hair, Big J, inevitably you're going to get some in your mouth, I suppose. Heck, you get some in your mouth now and you're not covered in hair. Right. comes right from my my mustache. 
Morning After with Nick and Big J. Don't eat your own hair. It's the X Rocks. That's your the, uh, the uh, that's your we're going to hell story of the day. It's Nirvana, the man who sold the world. Thank you. On uh, the morning after with Nick and Big J here on the X Rocks pop quiz for you, Big J. Yeah. Think deep into your Big J psyche. Nobody wants that. And and give me an honest answer. Let's say you're out on the ocean, right? You're taking a vacation. It's you and two other people. You're mm-hmm. living the dream. And your boat starts to capsize and sink. Thankfully, however, you're close to an abandoned island. How long does Big J live castaway style before things go bad? Give yourself a rough estimation about how long uh, you can rough it. Not, you know, you don't have the supplies. Four, 14 days. 14, two weeks is what you think. Yeah. All right. And then what happens? Well, I mean, if by then if I haven't found, you know, uh, food, shelter, that I'm going to die. Water. Right. Well, you know, keep in mind, again, that you have the event. You're surrounded by water. You have to figure it's out how to build water. fire. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I gotta... And then you can boil things and be able to do stuff and or collect some rain, that kind of thing. But, I mean, I'm asking if you've watched enough survival shows that you think you'd be able to rough it for a long-term situation. No, no, I'm, I'm dead. Okay. Dead meat. Then you are different from what just happened in the U.S. Coast Guard. Uh, they were on a routine routine patrol on Monday when they noticed a, a just a little bit of movement on what should have been a deserted island in the Bahamas. Turns out three people have been living on this island called Antigua Cay which is a little teeny tiny chain of islands between the Bahamas and Cuba. What happened is their boat capsized on choppy waters five weeks ago, Big J. But they were able to survive for five whole weeks on this very small, totally abandoned island. How did they do it, Big J? How'd they do it? First thing that they did was they were able to salvage the sail from their sinking boat and they used that to make a large makeshift flag that they laid out on the beach, right? Yeah. So that's how the U.S. Coast Guard was able to spot it. They spotted it from the air on Monday. Helicopter crew ended up dropping in some food and water and then realized that there were two men and a woman that had been living on the island after their small boat capsized as they were vacationing. And they had obviously, you know, they were supposed to just go on like a routine trip. We're talking like a Gilligan's Island situation here. It was a, it was a three-hour tour, and it turned into a five-week nightmare. So they didn't have any food. They didn't have any extra clothes. They didn't have any extra water or supplies. So how did they live? There were coconuts on the island. There you go. Conch meat that they were able to eat, which is Ooh. basically, you know, uh, shelled, uh, you know, sea creatures that are on the rocks. And on the island were rats that they were able to capture, kill, and eat. And they did so Damn. for 33 days. Captured rainwater and boiled it. And were able to get it done by building a fire and then keeping that fire going for five weeks so that it never went out. This according to NBC News and the Sun Sentinel, so congratulations to them. I guess when push comes to shove, you get what done, whatever you have to get done. Yeah, they win Survivor Island. Would it occur to you to <laughs> eat uh, conch meat? I don't know if it would I don't even meat. know what that is. It's like I was looking it up. It looks like like a little kind of sh- it's like little shelled animals that live on rocks. It's like almost like uh, barnacles, if you will. And you have to know what you can eat and what you can't eat. Yeah, see, that's what. <laughs> but I just my, the first thing that came to my mind was how do rats get on the island? You know what I mean? Like, it's a small, deserted island, but they were able to capture some rats. And they're resilient animals, too, I guess, to be able on that island. I don't even know how they got there, let alone how they survived as well. 
But now you know that's what finds you, a way. That's how you. That's what you need to do if you find yourself on a deserted island. And apparently none of them created like a volleyball character or anybody. But I guess having three people on there made it easier well, to talk to. Well, I mean, to. you know, it was only thirty days. Five weeks? It's a long time. Yeah, but I mean, you know, the castaway thing was years. Yeah, and he was by himself too. That that being yeah. the biggest difference, he needed somebody to talk to, somebody to keep his spirits up. And when you have, uh, although I imagine the two other people you're with stuck on a deserted island probably got annoying pretty damn quick. You sure. Know what I mean. Uh, but they were able to do it. Obviously, they were very hungry and dehydrated when they were, you know, found. But they survived. First thing uh, that they did when they when they found a big J, they dropped food, water, and a radio so that they could talk to them. And they were able to rescue them. And everybody's going to be okay. But a pretty harrowing story. And now you know you got two weeks if you're on a deserted island with Big J before all all bets are off. Here's traffic. You think you get to a point where we'd have you know an alive situation? Three days. Where you go, like, listen, there's three of us. One of us has to go yeah, to keep the other three two alive. Days. Yeah. Three days. If I'm with other people. You're going right to cannibal yep. mode? All right. Well, you've been Me warned, everybody. <laughs> I think Army's doing it for a different reason. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up, some important stuff, plus your pop culture smackdown. But let's check your traffic inside the TDS Fiber Traffic Center. <laughs> Morning After with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, The Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444 or chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. The world has changed drastically for many in 2020, including the shift to working from home for many office workers. As a result... Some people have taken to doing a fake commute in the morning. Big J. Whether it's by bike or on foot to kind of switch things up, keep things interesting, and restore some sort of sanity. Now, uh, this according to wellness coach Maureen Calamargo. She says that, you know what, it's not incredibly unusual to decide you want to go on a fake commute. When you don't have a commute, your work and home life kind of blend together in one big goulash and you can wake up and get in front of the computer and spend that extra hour from not commuting working on top of the already eight hour day that you have in front of yourself she notes that walking is accessible for most people and that being able to get outside in the fresh air and sunshine is good for both mental and physical health and if it's too cold where you live right now and you're not motivated to leave your home maybe an indoor workout before starting each workday could help with your mental health because, you know what, that commute does something. You know what I mean? It helps set up the day a little bit. Prepares yeah. you mentally. Uh, gives you a little bit of time before the, you know you actually go into work. And if you're working from home, you don't have that anymore. And so sometimes you need that little bit of a break to either wind up or wind down from whatever workday you have. And if you're stuck at home, you don't always have that. So I suppose the fake commutes seem weird from the outside looking in, but... If you've been doing it for a while or you're stuck at home and you don't have that commute, I imagine that little break could be something that's a good thing. And who am I to judge how somebody else deals with their mental health, right? Yeah, especially you. Right. Whatever makes you happy or happier, knock yourself out. Big J, Tim Tebow announced yesterday that he is retiring from baseball. After five years as a minor league player with the New York Mets organization, the Heisman Trophy winning former NFL quarterback turned to baseball in 2016 he did play in high school. He reached the AAA level. But the 33-year-old said in a statement, quote, I loved every minute of the journey, but at this time I feel like I'm called in other directions. So, Big J, I'll give you a second to say something heartfelt about the baseball career of Tim Tebow. Didn't see it. You saw some of it. No. 
It made some headlines and highlights in Sports Center back in the day. I didn't watch it. I didn't see anything of it. I didn't see one swing. That's it, huh? Yeah. All right. Uh, congratulations to uh, Daniel Kalua. He has signed on to join Jordan Peele's latest film in a you know in the latest team up for the two stars. Of course, uh, Jordan helped make Daniel Kalua a household name with his debut feature Get Out, and now he's joining the new film. Details are being kept under wraps. Looks like Kiki Palmer is going to play the villain in the movie, but the film has a release date of July twenty second, twenty twenty two, and Daniel Kalua may very well be the world's best living actor right now. He is fantastic in pretty much everything that he does. He was ridiculously good in Get Out. He was fantastic in the Black Panther movie. <laughs> he also, uh, I just watched yesterday, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah on HBO Max, and he was fantastic. I mean, I, I you can give him the Oscar now. I can't imagine anybody else beating him out in that particular role. So he's pretty much great in everything that he does. And so I'm sure this will be another solid team-up coming in 2022. So that's what's next for Jordan Peele if you're all caught up on the Twilight Zone part of things on what's going to be Paramount+. Plus. Down on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Yep, and we've got a uh, pass for you to Bogus Basin. Uh, we also get you into the qualifying run for a season pass that will encompass the rest of this season and then next season. Conditions are nice up there at Bogus Basin right now, so uh, not not a bad way to go here today. You just got to beat me pop culture smackdown. Here's our phone number, 208-287-1003. If you want that day or night pass guaranteed and get qualified for the season pass, now would be time to get on the phone and give it a old college try against mm-hmm. Big J. Once again, we're going to start out with some sports questions on the listener side of things, so uh, we'll see if it's easy or difficult today. To the phones we go. Hello, the X. Hey, guys. Good morning, man. What's your name? It's Wayne. All right, Wayne, you're up first. Wayne, the Washington Generals endured a 2,495-game losing streak against which trick shot shooting basketball team? Harlem Globetrotters. That is correct. Right. Big J, unlike the movie that it spawned, Stephen King's novella about the Shawshank prison had what actress's name in the title? Uh, The novel? Well, it wasn't a novel. It was a short story. Oh, and what was it in the title? The, the female name in the title? The actress's name in the title of the short story. Also featured in the oh. film, oh, but not, not actually uh, in the title of the yeah, movie. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Sally. Sally's not really an actress. Wrong. Sally. For a, a pretty famous Hollywood actress. Susan Sarandon. You remember the posters on the wall, right? In Shawshank Redemption? No, man. You don't remember no. the, 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 the climax Wrong. of the movie? No, no not really. I, it's been a long time since I've seen Shawshank. It is not my favorite movie as Shame it is yours. Uh, Wayne, you Shame on yourself, to know? pal. Is that Raquel Welch? Uh, Raquel Welch is one of the posters, but not the one that is featured in the uh, the Stephen King short story. That would be Rita Hayworth. Right. Rita Hayworth is the right answer. Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption, actually the name of the short story. Either way, congratulations, sir. You got some bogus basin passes coming your way, and you're qualified for that season pass as well. There's your pop culture smackdown. We got to run a headlines next on the X Rocks. With Nick and Big J. Headlines brought to you by Team Mazda. Need a car loan do-over? Get online pre-approval with the iPreCheck button at GoTeamMazda.com. Make sure you check out the indoor car sale happening all weekend long at the O'Connell Fieldhouse at the Caldwell Event Center. It'll be worth your time. It goes today through Sunday. Headlines are as follows. That darn cat. 
Well, that's awful and bad idea. That darn cat. An Oregon family's rescue cat is being called a hero after alerting the humans in her house that there was a gas leak. Sandy Martin was recently playing at her Lake Oswego home with her cat Lily. Here, Lily. Here, Lily the cat. When she noticed the animal started sniffing at the fireplace valve in a really unusual manner. What's going on, Lily? Lily? Martin decided to check it out and discovered that the smell of natural gas was coming out of that pipe. She and her husband said the smell was very faint, but then they called the gas company, Northwest Natural, and they were told to shut off everything in the room, including their phones, open all the windows and doors, and run as fast as they could. An employee from the company arrived 20 minutes later, confirmed there was indeed a gas leak from the fireplace. Martin says the situation could have become life-threatening, and she credits the cat, Lily the Cat, for saving their lives, dude. So it goes to show you, you better pay attention to that cat. Every once in a while, it could be saving your ass. Yeah. I mean, 99% of the time, it, could, it doesn't care about you or what you're doing. But the other 1%, you never know. What do you see? What do you smell? Your cats ever go to a particular part of the Big J abode? I mean, they go all over the place. But, but I they mean, certainly let you know when something is amiss. Like, if one of the cats is trapped in a closet, which has happened on occasion, they'll come in like, hey... What is that? They'll like, they'll like have you lead them over to the closet? Yes. That's nice of them. Yeah. Because you can't hear the other cat meowing or something? Yeah. Or the other cat doesn't care it's in the closet, it's just in there. I, I think one of the, both of those situations are, <laughs> have happened. Well, that's awful or bad idea? Bad idea. Many across the U.S. are fed up with winter, but lighting your lawn on fire is not a good way to deal with it. And police in New Jersey had to respond on Friday to a man's home in Midland Park after he set a small fire to try and melt the snow outside of his home because he didn't want to shovel it. The man, who of course police will not name, had poured a half gallon of gasoline on a graveled two-foot-by-two-foot square section of his backyard. But, uh, of course, that frightened neighbors because there was a large open fire in somebody's backyard where there's not supposed to be one. And it, it didn't take very long for that fire to get out of control because Big J, he doesn't know what a controlled burn is. You understand? Yeah. Once the fire department arrived, they had to use the speedy dry to sop up the gasoline to make sure it wouldn't spread any further. But they were able to do so and take care of things. This guy's going to get charged with a bunch of stuff. So a reminder, not a great idea to try to fight snow and ice with gas and fire. I understand the the uh, desire, but it's just not a good idea to set your backyard on fire. I'm not sure why we have to say this out loud, but it appears we have to every single winter. It's just not a good idea. Mm -hmm. But people do it all the time. We'll wrap it up with, well, that's awful. And I don't know much about the barber or hairstylist lifestyle, but I imagine this is probably their worst nightmare. Steve Silva is a barber in Boston, right? He is giving a haircut to a gentleman, and he slips and falls onto the floor while he gives that haircut. Guess what he falls directly onto, Big J? Uh, the trimmers. Close. The damn scissors he was holding. Max Ooh, Cohen, who ouch. was getting the haircut, says Silva stood up and pulled the scissors out of his chest while the co-workers tried to help him. The 29-year-old had to be taken to a nearby hospital where he underwent emergency open-heart surgery because the scissors actually actually put a hole in his artery. He will be hospitalized oh for at least two weeks, but he is expected to make a full recovery. A GoFundMe campaign has been set up for Silva, who had just returned to work after the owner of the shop had to lay off employees because of the coronavirus pandemic. So that's an even worse, you know, 
how do you do, right? Yeah. Get laid off, you, get, you finally get called back into work, and you go ass over tea kettle into a pair of scissors God. that pierces your artery in your heart, bro. I'm glad he's going to be okay. But this is why your parents tell you not to run with scissors, and I guess watch your footing, too, with them while you're at it. And then some guy had a half a haircut. Yeah. I'm sure that was the least of his worries. The blood spurting all over him probably was a little bit more of a concern. <laughs> Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on everything. <laughs> Smith & Meyer's not mad enough here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J on the X Rocks. And your favorite social media app is making some changes, Big J. Uh, well, they might be. And Twitter is experimenting with uh, voice DMs, Nick. So uh, they're starting to roll that out in India, Brazil, and Japan. And those with access to the feature can tap a voice recording icon with a DM conversation to record a message up to 140 seconds in length. And it's available in both, you know, iOS and Android versions on the official Twitter app in those countries. Um, and uh, it seems like that would be a terrible idea. How so? Well, I feel bad for a segment of the population who are already probably getting enough crap in their dms <laughs> yes. uh to be able to have it to a voice version i mean it's just another pain in the ass well i, I was thinking about this and I, I so it made me do some research for the first time in months i used dm on twitter the other day uh but before that it was literally when we set up the dorothy interview the last time i ever used dms on twitter oh, okay to put it together so i'm not one that uses it a whole hell of a lot so i don't think this feature is going to come in much you, part for me you but are also aren't an attractive female that's also true i do not get a lot of or even a regular female for sneaking that matter. into my dms sending me uh nude pictures of uh whatever which is very very fine by me yeah, now they got to hear, uh, you know, heavy breathing. Right. Yeah, no, listen. <laughs> Every Everything on social media gives a creep a, a bigger instance to be a creep. And so uh, our apologies in advance to those that have to deal with the creepiest of us. However, great opportunity now to vote in cage match. I was going to say, the other thing is it'll help you interact with brands with your voice. Yeah. Now you can just yell at Taco John's as opposed to tweeting at them, and they can DM you back. And you guys can be DM friends. That's right. And you can talk about setting up franchises you have town. Well, I don't have the money for that, but... <laughs> Not yet. No, but yeah, you've changed my mind on this. You're right. It's a great idea. <laughs> I love it. All it takes is one solid argument for Big J to pull a full-on 180. It's beautiful. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We are going to do some bad impressions. Those are next on the X-Rock. Hey! And Big J on 100.3, the X. And we'll hook you up here with a Section 37 Axe Room gift card. 25 bucks. Got three locations here in the Treasure Valley. Go throw some axes. Maybe join a league. I know Adam likes to get in there and do that uh, on occasion. He's even on their calendar, Nick. Well, it was last year. I'm sure if he's on the 2021 calendar. But I hope it was so. nice to see him uh, boast some of his male modeling skills for sure. And if you want to get in on that action, not so much the male modeling as much as it is the throwing of axes, then it's time to get on the phone. 208-287-1003. That is the phone number that you need to call if you'd like to play a little game called Bad Impressions. It works thusly. Big J has three clues. Each one of those clues individually and collectively points to somebody that is pretty famous. If you can figure out who that famous person is, then look at you throwing axes like a real person. Hello, the X. Axe man. Poor lady. What's going on? What's up, man? You there? Hello? Yeah. Beautiful. What's, up? What's your name? It's Dustin. All right, Dustin. You're up first. Good luck. 
The role of Vincent Vega reignited my acting career. Vincent Vega. Vincent Vega. Vincent who? Vega. Oh. Um, next one. You idiot. Jesus. Uh, I'm not just an A-list actor. Oh. I'm a pilot as well. I'm rated even to fly a Boeing 747. Oh, Mr. Travolta. There you go. Acceptable enough for Big J. Good I'm gonna job, guess, I'm going to guess you mean John Travolta. Hang on one second, Mr. Travolta's his dad. Uh, what is clue number three? I won an MTV Movie Award for Best On-Screen Duo <laughs> with my buddy Nick Cage in the movie Face Off. And why What's is so damn John funny? Travolta, just the fact that that's the thing. What's uh, John Travolta's uh, in the news for? Uh, well, today is John's birthday. How old do you think John Travolta is? Well, I saw him in the Super Bowl commercial, and time has not been kind, so I'm going to say 65. No, he's 67, and I didn't think he looked that bad for 67. All right, good for you. Uh, also in the news, uh, you know, Face Off is getting a, a sequel. I saw that. I don't know if that means that Nick Cage and John Travolta are coming back. I don't think so. So how is it a sequel? I'm not really sure. I think they're just playing off the plot line mm. further developed down the road. It doesn't even sound like it's going to be like, like a big studio thing. It just sounds like it. It has a real opportunity to be one of these uh, direct-to-streaming yeah, service movies. I think every movie is right now. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. But uh, the reboot's found itself a director as well, Adam Wingard. He is, of course, responsible for uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. Okay. Has he done anything before so, that? Adam Wingard? Yeah. Like, is that his first gig, or has he done something before that that landed in the Godzilla vs. Kong uh, gig that maybe we have seen? Let me look real quick. Because I, I want to know if it's in good hands, and it's not fair to judge because we haven't seen the Godzilla sure. versus Kong yet. So if there's something that we can judge him on to go, okay, I can see why you know somebody can take oh, over yeah. the mantle of John Woo. Yeah, I should have known right away. This is the dude who directed one of my favorite movies, The Guest. Oh, okay. That's a and, great movie. And, and I, I've been meaning to catch uh, his version of Blair Witch. Um, and he did, you know, uh, at the same time, though, he did a bunch of those VHS movies. Oh, okay. Remember? So yeah, that yeah. was his learning. But he was he's done some pretty good stuff. All so right. uh, I do love the guest. I, and I'm going to watch Godzilla vs. Kong, even though I didn't like Godzilla King of the, of the Monsters very much. But either way, I, I feel like I've uh, established myself in that particular franchise, whether I like it or not. So we'll see how that all turns out. And maybe it'll be a great thing. And he'll do great things with Face Off 2 Electric. Maybe, maybe uh, like uh, Face Off 2, he'll bring in his buddy Dan Stevens. That'd be nice. I'd watch that face off. Yeah. Morning after with Nick and Big J. That's going to do it for Bad Impressions. We'll wrap up the show here next on the X Rock. Pop Evil and Footsteps is how we're going to wrap up the old morning after with Nick and Big J on this Thursday morning. Thank you very much for tuning in to us on whatever you're doing on this Thursday morning. We appreciate it more than words could say. Got a nice little nerd alert from Big J this morning. Had a chance to hear some brand new Gojira. We learned about Rapunzel Syndrome which is something we didn't know exists, where people eat their hair uncontrollably so much so that they get a 19-inch hairball in their gut that pokes a hole in their damn stomach and they have to get it operated out of them, which is rough, rough stuff. And we learned about how Big J's cats communicate with one another and with Big J. Meow. So to help get their kitty brethren out of closets that Big J locks them in accidentally. But, of course, we also give an opportunity for Big J to have a floor here, sir. Yeah, and it's official, dude. 4,500 women uh, answered a survey about the physical attributes of men they've had the best sex with, Nick. You got quiet when you said that word. Okay. 73% at the top said the beard made it the best. What? How yeah. does that have any factor in it at all? Uh, it's because uh, uh, apparently they uh, are more masculine and dominant. 
or appear that way anyways. Mm-hmm. That's troubling. But uh, congratulations, I, I guess. Thank you. Uh, again, I don't, I don't see the correlation, but uh, the ladies do. That's all that matters. Uh, and uh, don't say that when we're talking about this kind of you stuff. You are welcome. Uh, next set of X-Rock is brought to you by Team Mazda. Don't forget this Saturday, 2 to 4 at the Caldwell Event Center. Team Mazda and the pre-owned Superstore going indoors all weekend long for not just any team indoor super sale, but an everything indoor super sale. Four days only going on today all the way through Sunday, the 21st, and there will be a live virtual remote happening this Saturday, 2 to 4 p.m. with Radio's Big J, so tune in for that as well. Jason Drew is coming in next. We will see you guys tomorrow. Have a good one. It's the X-Rocks.